0: Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and I'm excited for today's show. I'm excited because I have a good friend of mine on. I'm honored to call her uh, a friend. I've been working with this young lady for, for many years, um, and she's just an overall just a, a wonderful person, and she's with a, a new organization. She is the executive director of Hill Vets, Mrs. Betty Rhodes. Betty? Adam. How are you? How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm great. I'm especially great now that you called me a young lady. So you get an extra point <laughs> yes, for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the way to start off. An interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here with you. It's, it's always a pleasure to chat it, with you.
0: I love chatting with you. I've missed talking with you. And, um, you know, for those of you that don't know, uh, Betty and I have been working together um, for quite a while. Uh, on it had another. She had another show at, at one time, and uh, she just recently. And she's going to tell us, but she just recently um, became the executive director for an or- organization called HillVets. But before we get into HillVets, Betty, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Uh, so I am. Uh, I'm a lawyer by education, but uh, realized very quickly that. Uh, the traditional practice of law was not so much for me. Um, I really had a had a calling for service. Um, I think my family really instilled that in me. Uh, I grew up in the southeast. I'm an SEC girl, spent some time at UGA and UT. Uh, the correct UT in Tennessee, not that <laughs> other UT. The different shade of orange. Um, But yeah, I really, uh, you know, going through uh, my education and my life just really was called to service. And so I found my way uh, to the federal government, to the Department of Veterans Affairs, which was very strange because I did not really come from a military family. Uh, Both of my grandfathers served, but they were kind of World War II generation. They really didn't talk about it, wasn't a big part of who they were, at least with me. Uh, So when I found myself at VA, after law school, um, it was kind of a surprise twist in my life. But you know, fast forward, it's now the only thing that I can really see myself doing. Uh, I worked at the VA for about 12 years, primarily in housing. Um, I worked a lot with the VA home loan program, but also with the specially adapted housing program, which is uh, a great grant program that helps severely disabled vets uh, adapt their homes, buy new homes to to be able to accommodate uh, their disabilities. Uh, And then from there, found my way to the nonprofit world. Uh, And that's how I met you. Uh, How I met the wonderful Adam was uh, (laughs) during my time with Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors. And uh, it's another great, small, really impactful veteran-serving nonprofit. And um, I really thought I was gonna be in veteran housing forever, but this opportunity came up with Hill Vets and it was sort of the perfect mix of all of my, my loves. Um, you know, I love to serve veterans, but I also, uh, you know, don't laugh. Don't make fun of me. I love politics (laughs) and I love the political process. Um, and I love policy. right? Right. So people getting together and figuring out solutions to problems. Um, it may not seem like that's always what politics is about, but really at its heart, um, you know, that's what people in, in public office and public service are working on. So, so it was hard to say goodbye to, to Jared's team and to housing. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's a really fun sort of intersection of all of my, my interests. Yeah. It,
0: it definitely fits your personality being where you're at right now. This is a, if there was such a thing as perfect, <laughs> I think this would be the perfect, um, job for you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Hill Vets, then as an organization?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, the other reason it was kind of perfect for me was because uh, me and, and my family, we have a history with HillVets. So I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so Hill Vets is an organization uh, based here in Washington, D.C., and our mission is to serve the community of veterans, service members and supporters in the D.C. area, in the nation's capital. With opportunity, mentorship, housing, peer support, and uh, leadership training, so that they can go on to pursue continued service, whether that's in government, or another nonprofit, or you know a number of other ways. But it really is about uh, folks who who want to serve. Um, so our founder is a guy named Justin Brown. He's a Navy vet, and um, he, uh, he, was, he was out in Utah, which is where he's from, and wanted to get involved in, in policy and politics and public service. And so he basically, in the late 2000s, uh, left Utah with his wife and his you know, then baby, sight unseen, went to Washington, D.C. to, to build a career out here. And I think, you know, he found D.C. to be uh, a challenging place. I think a lot of people find that. Um, and particularly as a veteran, um, you know, he was, like I said, he was in the Navy. He was deployed multiple times to the Middle East, you know, and and really tried to to find that post-service career and found D.C. to be challenging and really didn't feel like there was any individual or group bringing veterans and people who wanted to work with with veterans and military policy uh, you know nobody was bringing those things together and bringing those people together so in the beginning he founded hill vets uh, back in 2013 just to kind of build a community just to get people together uh you know meet up at a local watering hole talk about what you're working on make some friends make some connections you know and then maybe have that network to reach out to Um, so that's really how it started was sort of just in those in those roots of trying to pull a community together. And my husband and I uh, really found out about Hillvets when it was in those beginning stages, because in 2013, We were moving back to D.C. Uh, We had been in Atlanta for a few years, uh, but I got a great opportunity with the VA, a promotion with the VA. And so we moved back up to D.C. and my poor husband, uh, who's an Air Force vet, he had a successful legal practice in Georgia that he had to completely shut down. Um, And he found it really difficult to find his new kind of purpose from a professional standpoint, okay. and so I think, I think one of us, probably me, uh, just knowing the two of us, but one of us saw some kind of a something online for Hill Vets Happy Hour, and we said, "Well, why don't we go to that?" You know, I work in veterans policy. You are a veteran. Let's go meet some people. So we did, and uh, it was it was very welcoming. Everybody was really friendly and wanted to help. And shortly thereafter. Uh, sort of the next phase of of Justin's development of Hill Vets was creating a fellowship program. A way to actually help veterans get jobs on the Hill in Congress. Because, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, there's not enough members of Congress who have military experience. And that's still true, although it's changing a lot recently. Oh, yeah. But then when you talk about staff, it's even worse. Um, you know, such a teeny tiny percentage of congressional staff actually has any kind of veteran or military, you know, experience or connection. So Justin was really trying to address that, and to say, you know, not only do we need these folks to find meaningful work, but it benefits everybody when you've got people with that experience actually getting involved in the policy process and showing people how valuable veterans can be to those conversations
0: so walk us through like first off let me let me back up a second folks (laughs) if if you're listening to the show means you're already online open up another browser go to hillvets.org h-i-l-l-v-e-t-s dot o-r-g open it up and check it out um Betty, tell tell us like for those that are listening that want to get involved or that are interested in being a part of HillVets, or or maybe they're thinking about um, getting into policy work or, or or they're wanting to get into some type of 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 um, position up on the hill. What what's the first step for them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think one of the things that that Justin you know really acutely knew because of his experiences. Uh, was that really when it comes to, you know, jobs on the Hill, in congressional staff, in those policy positions, you know, it really relies on your network. Somebody needs to vouch for you. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard if you haven't, you know, if you weren't able to do the thing that a lot of kids do, which is, hey, I'm 18, I'm gonna go work for the summer on Capitol Hill for free and my parents are gonna subsidize my rent in DC, which is not cheap, you know. <laughs> A lot of folks, uh, you know, in, in the Hill Vets orbit, orbit sorry, uh, can't do that because, you know, they were serving in the military right. or they have families or they just, you know, that's not an option for everybody. Okay. So um, getting involved with Hill Vets is a great way to sort of to to sort of break that down. So the, the two programs I've already talked about, you know, one of them is just our sort of social and networking area. So if you're in the D.C. area, we have these monthly socials still. So this was Justin's original vision. We're still doing it. Uh, We have monthly socials where we say, hey, if you're a veteran service member or supporter in the D.C. area, come on out. We'll buy you a beer, exchange some business cards, talk to some people. Let's figure out how we can all help each other. Um, And that's really what it's about. It's just about fellowship. It's about, you know, finding common ground. And it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican or an Independent or a whatever, Everybody just comes together and and finds fellowship in this space So that's one way to sort of start. It's just come out and interact with us Um, Then if you want to get involved with the actual fellowship program, which has really um, changed and grown over the years You know, that's a different process. What we what we do now is, you know We take folks who who have that veteran and military experience. They apply to our program. We have a, a rolling application process, our applications on the website, but we don't have a particular time frame uh, because congressional offices are always looking for staff. It, it never never fails that there's always something going on. Um, and you would apply and we have, a you know, kind of an interview and application process. And then um, if you get accepted into the fellowship, we uh, give you some tools and training to help you uh, go out and interview with uh, congressional offices and and find a fellowship. The great news is we have developed a lot of relationships over the years and we have what are called HillVets Ambassadors Uh, and you can see a list of those folks on the website as well. These are members of Congress, so representatives, senators who believe in what we do, who they are the first ones to get resumes when we get a new fellow when when brand new fellow adam bird uh comes to dc and he's ready to start you know looking for the office that's going to be a good fit for him uh you know he his resume would get sent to our ambassadors first and uh, and they get uh, get first pick but we're, we're bringing new ambassadors in all the time and and basically our goal is that down the road we want every member of congress to be a hillbats ambassador there's no reason why every Representative, every senator shouldn't be willing to have a Hill fellow in their office.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at this. It's really cool because I'm looking at the bastards, and I, I clearly I know the Arizona ones for obvious reasons. <laughs> I've worked with 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 uh, with with both of them <clears throat> at one time or another, uh, and just in scrolling scrolling through, you know, you, one of the things that people think like, oh, it's politics. It's you know, one side against the other. What a blah 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 blah. It's not like that here. I'm, I'm seeing a very equal balance of, of both Democratic and Republican uh, parties being represented uh, for this. And I, and I think that speaks volumes, quite frankly, because it's like you, you guys have a great program uh, and, and people that want to get involved, they can go out to your Hill Vet House ambassadors uh, to attempt to, to get a job. My question originally was, you know, do you help with job placements and whatnot? But I think that, that kind of answers the question
1: um yeah we do we really do we um you know we certainly can't do everything for our applicants we need them to get that experience of going out and interviewing and selling themselves and and doing that but you know having this having this group of sort of you know a captive audience if you will of folks who are already sold on our program and they know that we're going to bring them quality qualified folks you know it's a great first step and you know those ambassadors then get first pick of our fellows but you know if a fellow has a different interest you know we will always help them reach out the great news also is that because we've been around since 2013 2014 with the fellowship you know we've got a pretty big alumni network and that is also one of our greatest assets is our alumni who are in other positions on the hill or who've moved to government or who've gone to the VSOs or other nonprofits, we are always able to reach out to them and say, hey, we've got a great candidate who's interested in X. Will you sit down with them? And uh, our network is really, really ready to pay it forward and to to help the new folks coming in. Um, and yeah, we, you know, in the beginning screening, we ask people, hey, would you like to work for a Democrat? Would you like to work for a Republican? Does it matter? And then we try to sort of direct them accordingly. Uh, but we are completely nonpartisan. Um, policy gets made on both sides of the aisle. Right. And, you know, we're not an advocacy organization. We're not doing sort of issue based uh, advocacy. The only thing we're really advocating for is, hey, we've got these great veteran candidates who want to get involved give them a shot
0: i i love the i i just i think this is a really cool program uh i, I really don't know how else to put it i'm it's, it's kind of it's <laughs> yeah. skimming through the past fellows and after looking at the at the house ambassadors and whatnot um again folks if you're listening and this is something that you're interested in, whether you want to get into policy Uh, or or work on the hill go to hillvets.org h-i-l-l-v-e-t-s.org we are talking with executive director betty rhodes of the hill vets organization um betty you got you guys got something coming up here uh pretty pretty soon here in the next month or so why don't you talk a little bit about that
1: well, yeah, we um, we also are a pretty heavy events-based organization. You know, in addition to the Hillvets House Fellowship, um, we have a number of events every year that we, you know, obviously we're a nonprofit, so we use some of them for fundraising opportunities, but some of them are are, are more just again about that networking, about that community. But our biggest event of the year is coming up on March 25th. It is the Hillvets 100 Tribute Gala. Uh, so way back when Justin got the idea that you know he wanted to recognize people who were being impactful in the veteran and military space. Uh, And so uh, he he may be regretting now that he landed on the number 100, because it is a lot. Um, But basically what the gala is, is uh, it's a way to recognize the 100 most influential and impactful uh, veterans, service members, and supporters of the previous year. So every year, uh, towards the end of the year we have an open nomination process completely open to the public hey if you know a veteran service member supporter who's done something awesome in 2019 let us know about it nominate them for the hill vets 100. then we have a selection committee uh, that's made up of a variety of uh, hill vets uh, supporters uh, connections alumni etc etc and where we have, uh, they look at all the nominees, and they vote, uh, and they're all in all different categories, but then we land on you know, these 100 people and organizations that we're gonna recognize, and that's what the gala is for. Um, it is a great event, um, and in addition to highlighting these 100 awesome uh, people and organizations, we also try to incorporate um, some performances that would be meaningful for folks. Um, we've had, uh, you know, comedians, musicians, dancers, all kind of from that veteran and military perspective, um, to try to, you know, it's, we don't want it to be some big stuffy, like somebody just up there jawing at you for three hours while you, you know, nibble at your meal. You know, we want it to be meaningful and, uh, fun and entertaining, uh, and, and as much of a thank you to this community as it is, you know, Showing what what we're all about, right. um, so we released uh, the 100 on Twitter back in uh, early January. Uh, so you can all you can always go to our, our Twitter feed and check that out. But they're also on the website, uh, and it is just a really impressive group. I'm really excited about the list this year,
0: and that would be the Hill Vets of 2019, correct?
1: 2019, yes, right. yes. We, we do the gala in 2020, but it's it's recognizing people's work in 2019 so um some accomplishments some achievements uh, quite, last year that were were really impactful
0: quite a few categories here uh <laughs> yes. which which is really uh really neat non i just name a few non-profits on fire uh sva student veteran of the year united states military non-traditional uh, non-profit and the list goes on medal of honor recipients this is really really cool warrior athletes i mean this is this is neat it again folks if you want to see the list of categories and then who's in these categories you can click on it go to hillvets.org um betty we're coming up on time here anything you else you want to mention to people about hillvets
1: well i think you know we've talked about the fellowship. I think one thing that I definitely want to highlight is, you know, one of our recent sort of growth accomplishments is, um, thanks to the support from, from our partners and, and from the community, we were able last year in 2019 to start renting a house in Capitol Hill where we can actually put our fellows. So, you know, they're working on Capitol Hill. Most of the time they're working for, uh, you know at best very little pay uh, usually it's unpaid work uh, and so we are so excited that we have this Hillvet's house it's an actual house uh, where we can house up to eight fellows at a time um, they can stay here anywhere from four to eight months uh, but the the idea is that while they're doing their work on the hill they don't have to worry about making the rent payments Or, you know, anything like working a second job or a third job, you know, to to be able to keep a roof over the head, DC is an expensive place to live. So we have this house that gives them proximity to their work on the hill, but lets them, you know, really focus on what's important, which is getting those skills, making those connections, and then transitioning that into a paid full time job at the end of their fellowship. And that's really what we what we look at and what our goal is for everybody um, and the house really is helpful in allowing them to do that i actually just got notification that one of our current fellows uh, just got her she just got a job offer uh, with the office that she really wanted to work at on the hill and so you know that kind of stuff is what makes our day and and we love to share that with our supporters uh, because that is what their partnership allows to happen um, the other thing that i'll say is you know Hillbets is not just an organization for folks who are just starting their careers, right? So maybe a congressional fellowship isn't exactly what somebody wants. Maybe they're already in the job, but they want to just sort of enhance their skills. We also have a leadership program called LEAD. We're currently working on uh, what the 2020 version of LEAD is going to look like. But essentially, previous cohorts um, have been, you know, 30 to 40 people at a time, kind of divided into three fire teams, if you will. So veteran policy, uh, national defense, and media. And we have wonderful ambassadors for that program as well uh, that come in and teach these folks, uh, discuss articles and books, and give them training and give them access to experiences uh, where people who you know, are already in a job maybe, but want to really take that next step into leadership and into into excellence. There's there's a program that Hill That's runs for them too, which is really fun. And then, you know, the life cycle basically is, you know, maybe earlier in your career you're doing the fellowship on the Hill. Maybe in the middle of your career you're doing a leadership program. And then the end you're going to be a fantastic expert and somebody that we would want as an ambassador for one of our programs so we really do try to keep people involved with the organization throughout the life cycle of their career and uh and and we're really proud of our ability to do that
0: love it betty i got one more question for you yeah you're on a show called the decision hour (laughs) name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision what was that decision and what was the atmosphere like for you at that time?
1: Oh, this is such a hard question. <laughs> Life is full of these decisions exactly. and I feel like sometimes we sort of, uh, they happen and then we, we file them away. Um, the, the thing that's sticking out to me is um, I, uh, when I was 19 years old, uh, I was just a carefree college student down there at UGA, living it up, uh, doing a lot of things I probably wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> and uh, I found out that uh, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, with uh, melanoma. So malignant uh, melanoma when I was 19 and, um, it really, I mean, when you're 19, that is absolutely not a thing that you should be dealing with. Right. Um, I really, the decision that I had to make was how is, you know, am I going to let this bad news define me or, you know, turn me into the kind of person that I don't want to be, you know, a negative, uh, you know, grumpy, you know, just, you know, a person who feels like, Oh, why does all this stuff happen to me? Uh, or am I going to take this thing that sucks, uh, and try to turn it into something better, try to turn it into something that can teach me something. And, um, I'm, I'm, Very fortunate that I had support in my life where I was able to do that, but I really made a very conscious effort to turn it into something positive that I could use, that I could leverage. Um, So the way that I did that really was I just talked about it to people and I started advocating uh, for people to not only take care of themselves and their health and get themselves checked out because early detection saved my life. Uh, It allowed me to be treated Surgically, uh, without huge disruption to my entire world, uh, and and that was something that I then took to other people and advocated for that. But then also started advocating for organizations that were that were helpful to me. Uh, that's how I started really getting involved in grassroots nonprofit work with the American Cancer Society, with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and that I think is really what drove me to public service when it was time for me to to really start my career was that feeling of, you know, there's always going to be stuff that comes at you that could could turn you into a very negative person. So why not build up a system to take those things that are going to happen throughout your life and turn them into something better? Solve problems, help other people, not just yourself. And so I, I feel like while uh, having cancer is is no fun, and and unfortunately I had a later diagnosis of a different kind of cancer as well. So I'm a I'm a multiple time cancer survivor. Uh, again, early detection really uh, made all the difference for me. Um, but you know that I'm very grateful for that because I think it was really that that turned on that part of my brain that said, you know, you need to channel all the challenges in your life, channel them into something productive and something that, you know, you can feel good about, you know, when it comes when it comes time to look back on your life and think about the legacy that you've left. So
0: that is a very powerful decision hour. And thank you so much for sharing that with us.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Do I need to tell a joke or something? Light No, you. no, no, no. You know? That was perfect. That
0: was perfect.
1: <laughs> no. Cancer is hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, wow. I I love it. And I love you, Betty. And I I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, to join us on the show today. So thank you very much.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always so fun to talk about Hill vets uh, to to other folks. And, and I hope that, that even your folks who aren't in the DC area, uh, you know, will want to learn more and, and Hey, if nothing else, I know your listeners know veterans, service members and supporters that are doing great work in their communities. Tell us about them. Yes. Nominate them for the 100. Let us know what they're doing. We'd love to highlight that.
0: Get on the website now, folks. Go to hillvets.org. That's all the time that we have. Before we let you go, shout out to our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Check out all the shows, articles, events that we got coming up uh, over the next several months. Or if you would like to become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Appreciate you listening, folks. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.